Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jones. Part two of our interview with the Supercoach Whisperer discussing everything round one from Supercoach. Today we talk 5'8", center wings and fullbacks. Not as lengthy as yesterday. Obviously fullbacks, not much to go into. There's a pretty clear cut two or three that you should have and they all did well. Center wings, a little bit more interesting. Uh, Not all of our center wings uh, did well on the weekend, which was a little bit disappointing, but at least everyone was in a very similar position. 5'8", Munster. And Cody Walker scored very similarly. Uh, So a bit to go in here. Not as much as episode one, though. Enjoy. Let's kick it off. Mate, let's uh, let's have a look at 5.8s. And a guy that you spoke about quite a bit during, actually, two guys you spoke a lot about. We'll start with Scott Drinkwater first. Obviously, he played fullback for the Cowboys. Uh, They came up against a Penrith team that... They just blew them off the park. They were just too fast through the middle. The, The Cowboys side, they still looked... I don't know. They still look very out of sorts to me. That that Clifford and Cohen Hess combo that was all over the place. Uh, for Scott Drinkwater to still produce a forty two, I I didn't think that was a bad gig from him. No, you'll take that. I don't want to be critical of NRL players, but uh, yeah, look. Even in the trial, Clifford looked like they stifled this attack, and I still think the best lineup for this side is is Drinkwater at six and and Holmes at one. I think it's it's a waste of Valentine Holmes on the wing in a side that's struggling. If he was in a, a fantastic system, then yeah, play Holmes in the wing because you get the best out of him. But in a side that needs attacking output, uh, Michael Morgan's going to need as much support as he can. And I just don't think Jake Clifford gives that to him. But yeah, as a drink water owner, if you are 42, you take that to the bank in a, in a side that scored zero points. Mate, Dylan Brown, the next man I want to ask you about, you spoke about him a lot in the preseason. Uh, 39 points, you're paying half a million dollars here for him. Uh, what would you read into Dylan Brown's game on the weekend? If that's the worst we're going to see Dylan Brown, then that's fine, isn't it? 31 points in all base, basically. So, yeah, look, not too, not too stressed as a Dylan Brown owner. 
Um, but another one of these guys, I wouldn't be going out of the way to buy until we can see these combinations sync up well. Another one that you're buying knowing that the edge swap happened. Once once I found out that that swap happened, then obviously he was a sell for me. But yeah, you, you hold him until he comes good, I think. Mate, two cheapy 5.8s. Most of us will be playing them in the center wings if you do have them. Jake Avarillo, Dylan Walker, both came up with 18-point games. Avarillo looked a little bit lost to me. I, you know, it's obviously was in the pouring rain. Uh, there was a lot going against him that day. Uh, Dylan Walker, he looked very uncomfortable in the one jersey to me. What were your thoughts on these two? Yeah, look, as much as I'm a big advocate of giving players a go, unfortunately, Avarillo has to drop out of my side after one week. I think it's 330K is just too much to be paying for a secondary half. Obviously, last year was a little bit different with the lack of quality in the half. Lock and Lewis, sorry, is no Kyle Flanagan. So Avril might have had to step up a little bit, but that Bulldog side is still developing. Barrett's still trying to find his metric as a coach. So if you can hold Avril, cool, hold him. But for me, I need, I need some reinforcements in the center wing and Avril has to go for me. As for Walker, uh, I was high on Walker in the centers with Turbo there. At fullback, he just looks like a deer in headlights, doesn't he? Yeah, it was not pretty. I, yeah, I've got Morgan Harper in my draft team, and I was sort of thinking I'd drop him. But, geez, there's got to be some changes in this team somewhere over the next few weeks. Uh, I think from memory, they've got a pretty tough match. I think they got South Sydney this week, so it doesn't get any easier for them. No, nope, Manly's, Manly's draw is not good, and, and stocks out of there are uh, an all-time low. And if Turbo, if he comes back and goes again, I think uh, the wooden spoon might be engraved with uh, Manly's name on it if they're not careful. Mate, let's move to the centre wings. Blake Ferguson, uh, he's a guy that reasonably cheap this year off the back of last season. Uh, this doesn't do enough to convince me to bring him in, but a 92, it was impressive. There was 40 in base there, so not a, not a bad output by all means, but um, a, a winger doesn't get a try assist too often or a line break assist for that matter. So it was a bit of a lucky play from Fergo as well, that grubber down the sideline to regather. You're not going to be getting that every week. If you took the punt on Fergo, then you're obviously laughing all the way to the bank. But another one of these guys that we did, we have another week to wait. So don't stress too much about prices because we do have one more week to look at them before they go up. So um, yeah, Fergo's another wait and see for me. Mate, uh, Brian To'o, uh, last year, I mean, you could have pushed the argument. Oh, I wouldn't have pushed back that he's a top five uh, super coach winger CTW. This year, he could be number one, couldn't he? Yeah, I think he's number one. I think he is the best center wing option. Um, he's the one I'm pulling myself apart to get in. I had him in the original draft, but after after Hetherington stunk it up, I needed to free up some money, and I went to down to Kelly. Not too stressed about that, but yeah, I think if you're going to be paying top dollar for a center wing, then Brian Toto is the way to go. That left edge for the Panthers just need to click. Obviously, we saw a couple of tries go down, a couple of poor passes from Crichton and Luai trying to force that issue a little bit, so... Only time's gonna you're gonna let those develop, but Toto's forty in base is uh, is something you can take with you every week. Mate, David Mead, two hundred and thirty k scored a seventy seven on the weekend. If he happens to bag some more tries this weekend, does he become a guy that we have to look at over the next few weeks? Not even not even tries. He, I think he had thirty five forty in base as well. I think um, you and I both owe David Mead an apology. I think a lot of NRL fans owe him an apology as well. Like we we say he was past it, defensive issues left, right, and center, but. He was one of the Broncos shining lights, wasn't he? Oh, for sure, mate. He was sensational. Uh, definitely egg all over my face there. Yeah, two hundred. I think he's 250K or something thereabouts. So uh, you're doing worse options to, to downgrade one of your guns. If you picked up a Charlie Staines or a Cody Ramsey and you weren't happy with their output, then it's an easy downgrade to get some some cheap points. you got to remember in this early stage of the season too that your center wings aren't going to be getting you consistent 50s and 60s. You, you will take a 35, 40 from one of these cheap guys. So just sit tight on them.
Mate, one guy that impressed me out of the Canberra Raiders, Jordan Rapana, I thought he looked incredible. Yeah, but what, what did he score, 70 on? Yeah, 67. And look, traditionally, he's not a great super coach scorer. He's one guy that I would more send a warning to people as being a bit of a trap. I thought he looked sensational, but the base traditionally just hasn't been there, has it? I think he's got two tries as well. So there's 35 points there in, in, in two tries. So look, Rapana, the, the base ain't great and you're paying good money for him. Obviously, we go back a couple of years ago to, what was it, the the, the Leipana combination between him and, and BJ. But look, good draft prospect, but in terms of classic, I would I would be calling, calling the Jets on him. Mate, another guy that uh, we've both been pretty huge on during the preseason is Dane Laurie. I thought he looked sensational at 47. If you don't have him, I, I think you have to bring him in, don't you? It, was, it wasn't even the sort of running game or ball playing that imp- impressed me about Laurie. We know what he can do, but it was the, the little string to his bow, that, that in-game kicking here obviously had a, a forced dropout as well. And I didn't know that he had that sort of playmaking off the, off the boot uh, ability that he had. But look, as a Tigers fan, we're going to get excited about this kid and he's going to leave us in three years, isn't he, for, for a better club. That's just the, <laughs> the nature of the beast as a, as a fan out of Concord. Oh, I've heard this narrative before, no doubt about it. Mate, Brisbane Broncos fullback, Jermaine Asako, 42 points. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, I've got him in my draft team. I, I'm stoked with it, to be honest with you. Where do you sit with him as far as classic goes? I think I think 42 is about par, in all honesty, for a 350k fullback. The Broncos, I think they quickly showed themselves they're not going to be wooden spoon contenders. They, they play with good aggression. Uh, Kevy's obviously got those boys up. But um, I think they could cause a few upsets this year. They, they definitely had Parramatta rattled. And without those injuries, I think uh, the Broncos get the W in that game. And I think Jermaine Asako is going to be a big, uh, I guess, attacking weapon they've got. Obviously, a goal kicker as well, Mr. Mr. Goal Kick. So, yeah, we, we could have sent 50 from Asako easily. So, as a non-owner, um, you're definitely keeping him on the radar. Mate, one guy that I was really surprised with when I checked his score this morning was Jesse Ramian. Uh, I was playing him in, in draft. He obviously got, got Simbin at one point, so he lost 10 minutes. He lost 10 points for that as well. He still finished on 40, and I could be wrong, but I don't think he scored a try or anything, did he? No, I don't think so. Um, another base that beast, Jesse Ramian. I played him in draft as well and needed him to go quiet, and when he got sent off, I was uh, quietly happy, but he came back on and He's just a nuisance, isn't he, to, to, to play against. But unfortunately, facing four weeks on the sideline, so that puts a red line through him. Jeez, when, when, when he does cap, um, cut back under, he just he can just break six or seven tackles without really doing anything, can't he? Yeah, just sort of glides across the field and people just fall off him. Do we want to touch on uh, Jack Bird and how disappointing he was in the center wing? Yeah, I, I thought he was very disappointing. I was checking the Dally M points today, and he's oh, made this Luke is, this Lewis. Is ridiculous. This is an absolute oh, joke, I, I could it? not believe it. Luke Lewis gave him one point. I was very, very surprised with that. Did you see who man of the match in the Roosters game was? Yeah, mate, I can't believe Teddy wasn't in the top two. <laughs> what do you What do you have to do? Like, what do you got to do to get some fucking Dally M points? Three tries, three try assists, uh, three line break assists, two line breaks yourself. Like, fucking... What do you and don't don't even give me the dribble about Tedesco's an elite player, so he has to perform the standards. If anyone else did that, people would be singing their praises for weeks on weeks, and it's just a problem with his NRL voting system. I know that there was issues last year with people betting on the uh, the Dalian in, in prominent positions. That's why betting's been scrapped in it this year, but it's becoming less and less important, isn't it? This Dalian, uh, I guess, medal. Oh, well, mate, and like, I was looking at those scores today. And, and you know what? Brett Morris getting three. I don't agree with it, but I don't think it's a catastrophe. But Lindsay Collins getting two points ahead of Teddy's one. I thought that was just unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, 
it infuriates me, mate, talking about it. And honestly, not something I want to gloss over. But yeah, look, don't get me wrong. Brett Morris had a great game, but apart from the intercept, he didn't really do a whole lot. He was just sort of the sort of the Charlie Staines effect to just be on the end of a good backline and and score some pies. Jesus. Mate, uh, Bailey Simonson, as I said earlier, I had to contact you to work out whether I take my VC or loop or whatever the hell I was doing. I ended up dropping Bailey Simonson. He's a guy that I've never been overly huge on. 40 points, though. Uh, Did did he score a try in that? No, he got a a try assist. Um, So that that helped him dramatically. And as a a Simonson owner myself, I was praying that something happened because he got a, a suspected HIA early on. I thought that was the end of him. And then did nothing until he got that. So look, bumped up a little bit, but it seems to be that attack. Unfortunately, it stops at Curtis Scott. So Curtis Scott likes to back himself close to the line. And I think Simonson is a, is a big, I guess, person that's going to um, reflect negatively on that. Mate, tell me about your good mate, Tessie new. Um, I'm not against it. Like he scored 35. So like in a side, like he didn't do anything either. So like 35, you'll take it every day of the week. So People that are suggesting he's a sell, I think, are morons. Um, I think people are just, I think they're, they're jumping to conclusions too early for me. Mate, Remus Smith, uh, when the game was over, he was on 18 points. I was very worried. I've got him in every team I could possibly fucking have. Thank God he updated to a 32. That's essentially all in base. We can deal with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. Um, I'm just curious as to what happens with the rotation when when your best mate Brinko Lee comes back. Does Jennings drop out? Does Remus Smith go to the wing? Does Does Smith drop out altogether? Does Bellamy not play his grand final hero in, in Brinko Lee? So if you don't have Remus Smith, don't stress too hard. Let's just wait and see what happens with the rotation. Yeah, he's definitely not one to be chasing, is he? No. Mate, uh, let's move. Is there anyone else in the, in the center wings that we haven't touched on? Um, Charlie um, Staines no, with an AD. I wanted, I wanted to touch on Peachy, but we touched on him in the, in the second row. So apart from that, there wasn't a whole lot of standouts. Uh, Josh Mansour, if you paid the the excess fee, and I think he got 17, absolutely ruined my draft. Nick Cottridge looks okay. Still probably overpriced for classic as well, but... Yeah, I think the the big standout is uh, Kelly and Toto. I must say as well, there was a lot of talk around Jason Saab. I think you, for, for me, you got exactly what I expected out of Jason Saab there. Yeah, with no turbo and uh, mainly so on the back foot all game. Um, yeah, pretty expected. I think we can touch on Joey Manu, uh, Josh Morris and Brett Morris quickly, but a lot of those guys are down to attacking stats, aren't they? There's not much to take out of that. No, and well, I mean, the reality is they're always going to get attacking stats in that side, but uh, I wouldn't be forking out big money for them. And quickly, David Offaluma, 59 with a try. If you paid big bucks for him, I'd be very, very worried because, yeah, it just doesn't look like he's the attacking weapon that he was. Obviously, 17 tries in 20 games last year. That's not going to repeat itself. I'd be, be lucky if Nofaluma gets more than, I'd say, 12 tries this season. So, yeah, a, a trap. We, we said that all preseason. Let's move to fullbacks, mate. Uh, there's only 16 of them running around every weekend. I think four of them went over 90. Pretty impressive. Three over 100. Uh, James Tedesco, just doing James Tedesco things. I, I don't think there's much to be said there. Ryan Pappenhausen, I think similar boat. I, I think just about everyone would have had the, these two in their side, wouldn't they? Yeah, and if you didn't, you had Latrell. So not 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 too upset. But imagine calling yourself the Supercoach Whisperer and being a classic expert and not captaining Tedesco. That's a bit of a rookie move, isn't it? Mate, did you did you VC him or not? <laughs> no, no. So I had the captaincy on him until about three minutes before kickoff. And this was after Brian Kelly stunk it up. This was after Ash Taylor did nothing, Fusatua did nothing. And I was thinking, shit, I've got to, got to do something to make some ground on the pack. And I put the C on, on Crichton, which... Look, I lost 70 points, not the end of the world, but yeah, look, if I, if I put it on Teddy, I, I could have been looking at a, at a, at a pretty good score, but 
you live and you learn. I'm not, uh, I'm not too upset with this, but yeah, I think the shows why Tedesco was 850 K and people that want to say he's too expensive. I think it, it just shows that, that he's not. And if he, if he throws over those two easy conversions, there's 174, 175 points. So. Mate, Dylan Edwards, once again, very impressive. Obviously. I mean, uh, there's too many other quality fullbacks to consider him for classic, but this guy, he just keeps scoring, doesn't he? Yeah, I got him in draft at round eight in one of my other drafts. So uh, fantastic pickup on a draft sense. But yeah, I think classic is probably too much of a punt to, to take him when you've got guys like Pappy, Trell, even AJ, who who didn't do a whole lot and got 70 as well. So um, obviously Teddy's the standout, but yeah, we can definitely look at other options, but it's a bit bit stacked at fullback. Mate, as, as you said, it is very stacked here. Is there really anyone else worth touching on this list here for you? Uh, look, they, they stand out themselves. This, this is why... Um, I, I ranked the full acquisition very, very highly pre-seasons because you're going to get these these huge scores. I think there was nine players that went over a ton this week and three of them were at fullback. So it just shows you how important the position is. Mate, imagine, long- being, imagine being Pappy or Latrell and scoring 107 and 120 and not featuring in a team of the week. Like it's a bit stiff, isn't it? Yeah, it's grim. That one definitely stings. Mate, uh, lockouts just ended. Um, you've got a couple of days to work out your trades. If you, if you had to shoot him out of the cannon now, what are you doing? Uh, for me, I'm looking at Jake Avarillo out, Cecily Tupanua out, Brian Toto in, and Ryan James in. If I have the money, I might look at getting Fuimona, but um, not Fuimona. Um, what's his name? Tyrell. Yeah, Fuimona. Yeah, that's him. Um, looking at getting either him or Ryan James. Mate, what's because- doing on the podcast this week? Uh, dropped, a, dropped a recap earlier um, today, but it looks like Mondays are going to be a recap. Tuesdays will be Teamless Tuesday. Wednesdays will be more of my NRL side of previewing things. Thursday will be more of a trade talk and buy, holding and selling with the super coach. If anything comes up during the week, the Friday, Saturday or Sunday, I'll, I'll pop one in there, but you can look at getting consistent uploads Monday through Thursday for me, the Instagram, um, trying to d- dabble in a bit of the memes, try, trying, to get, trying to get down with the youths. Uh, I see a lot of people <laughs> liked my Seagull player profile on uh, on Thursday. That got a few clicks, but um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll post things that come to my head. But um, I just, yeah, I'll, I'll reiterate to, to the listeners out there, you and I both don't claim to be experts on Supercoach. We just give our opinions. If you follow us and it doesn't work, uh, don't send me a message. I don't really care. <laughs> Mate, I must say uh, my, my missus doesn't take too much interest in Supercoach, but she loved the Seagull. Yeah, the, the, he was good, wasn't he? He was all over the park. He was uh, phenomenal. I will quickly touch on draft before we finish up today. I played the bloke in my draft that, that drafted Payne Haas and Kalen Ponga, and I lost. Oh, Jesus, that hurts. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> never good. He captained Williams. I had the source. Um, I captained Brimo, who didn't really do a whole lot. So, yeah, unfortunately for me, I, I lost to the bloke that, that bombed away his top two picks. <laughs> Mate, I um, geez, I had a weird game of draft this weekend. I was versing the guy who had KP as well. I is was obviously your, is this in your is this in your main league? Yeah, my main one, and we I think we got the two lowest scores of the week. I only had twelve players because I'm sat carrying so many injured guys, and uh, neither of us scored a single try the whole weekend. <laughs> unbelievable. Out of, out, of, out of your players, yeah, none of them sort oh, of scored a try. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was fucking awful. I had twelve, he had thirteen. Neither of us scored tries. Uh, I think we both got under seven hundred. So it was a it was an awful week. I've got a lot of guys I'm waiting to see back on the park. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I I went down seven ninety eight to eight three eight. So I lost by forty. Um, some yeah, big Josh Mansour fifteen points and Tom Opechik's thirty nine points. Probably the two biggest losers for me. Uh, he captained Williams. He had Isaiah Yo. Uh, 
Frizzell, Braley. So it was just a case of, I guess I ran up against the hot side, but just embarrassing to lose against a guy that uh, had Ponga and Haas on the bench. It's a stinger. It is definitely, mate. But uh, yeah, it's never won. In, never, never won in round one. Draft all classic, and I'll quickly reiterate the point that you were thirty points better than being classic this week and three and a half thousand ranks higher. So, don't take too much stock in your rank in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm heaps better than you. You've nailed it. Yeah, so delete the page, delete the podcast. I'm just a bum. Don't know anything. Nah, it's been fun to have you on the last few weeks, though, mate. We'll uh, we'll talk to you uh, if not the end of this week, early next week. Fingers crossed. Round two brings us a bit of good luck. Any chance of some footy between now and Thursday? I'm missing it already. <laughs> Getting desperate. <laughs> All right, mate. Cheers.